Hello, welcome to my podcast, Empowered to Thrive. I'm so glad you joined me today. I'm your host, Kareen Powell. I'm an intuitive mentor, and I help people pleasers to find happiness, embrace courage, and experience peace of mind. But say you're not a people pleaser, and you're desperate for change and not sure how to make it happen, then I'm here to help. In this place, you're going to find motivation to live a life full of joy and resilience. We'll talk all things inner wellness. And because I'm a mom, we'll throw in some knock-knock jokes. Just kidding. We'll talk mom hacks and parenting sometimes. Whether it's your first time here or you listen week after week, I am wanting you to know, as I'm always wanting you to know, that your life is so significant. You are so valuable. And I, for one, am happy that you are alive. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. And would you do me a favor? Would you go ahead and subscribe to my podcast? Give me a good rating and write a written review. Any of those three things would help me so very much, and I would appreciate it. Enjoy the episode. So I had a question come in and basically the question was, how can I trigger less? And so I have Evan here again with me and we're going to talk about how we trigger each other and how that affects our relationship and just what we've done to help ourselves out. Because I think that being triggered is a normal part of living. So I guess I should start off by saying what I mean by triggered. And it it feels like when I have an exaggerated feeling or set of emotions over something that's rather minuscule, it might be that Evan came into a room and looked at me a certain way, and it set off like this warning within my mind, within my body, and it reminded me of a past time when I saw that same look and he had done something that emotionally caused me pain. And I am flashing back to that time unconsciously, unaware of it, and feeling the same way I did when it originally happened. Except that however I'm feeling may not have originated with my experiences with Evan. I might be feeling the same way that I felt even as a child. And when I can identify how I'm feeling and where those feelings originated, it's there that I can look into the root belief that I have, the way of thinking that causes me then to feel the way I feel. So to try to uncomplicate what I'm saying, if Evan's look makes me think or feel that I am not safe, that maybe he's done something that could change the course of my day, when in reality, 
his actions don't have to emotionally affect me in that way. But if I think about being a child, say my parent was out of control and could not regulate their own emotions. So then I was in the same room trying to make myself feel safe as a little girl, but I couldn't feel safe and I didn't know how to feel safe. And my parent wasn't able to help me regulate my emotions. So then that just translates into being an adult in a relationship where I think that someone else's actions are supposed to affect me so much that it could change the way my day goes as if I'm not in control of how I feel or of my own self. And so that is what I think of when I say being triggered. And so easily things that Evan does trigger me and things that I do trigger him. So I wanted to talk through this with you and hopefully through hearing how we have walked this out, it will be helpful to you as you yourself are in a place where you're trying to be able to just feel more stable because who wants to feel emotionally overwhelmed and out of control? I mean, none of us do want to feel that way, but it is how how we often live life, especially if you're still working through unresolved traumas. So I want to I want to say before I bring Evan into the conversation, I want to say that being triggered again, it's a normal part of living and I don't think the goal is to never be triggered. I actually look at the goal as being able to feel that I can regulate my emotions, that I am in control of the way I feel when someone else does something or says something. And I'm going to give you a quick example of how I feel like I could see my growth in this. So just the other day, my kids and I were going to Panera. They had gift cards that they were going to use. They wanted to pick out something to eat, but their gift cards were only $5 each. You can't get too much at Panera with $5. So I let them know, hey, like before we got there, you guys can get a smoothie or you can get a pastry. I even said you could get a sandwich. I knew it would be a little more than $5. I didn't mind paying for it. So we couldn't see the menu. We were in the drive-thru. We couldn't see the menu until we pulled up to the speaker. Once we pulled up to the speaker, we were asked, what would you like to order? And I said, I don't know yet. We'll let you know in a minute. Now, three kids and just seeing the menu, not that we've never been to Panera, but they really were going to think about what they wanted. So I told them what type of smoothies they had. I gave them a few other options of what they could get. Basically, I said, here's the types of smoothies. If you want a sandwich, you could get a sandwich. And they were taking a little while to figure this out. Very typical for me and my kids when we're going to order. But the employee asked us again, do you know what you want to order? And I immediately felt myself have a strong response within me. I could feel that I was a bit annoyed 
and this has happened to me before in the drive-thru, when I felt like I'm not given enough time in the drive-thru, we just got to see the menu when we got up to the speaker. And so I responded this time. Instead of just pushing down how I felt, I actually said to her, no, we're not ready yet. We couldn't see the menu until we pulled up to the speaker. My, I have my kids with me and they're trying to figure out what they want. I'll let you know when we're ready. But here's what I want to say. I actually was able to say that in a calm tone. Normally, when I'm triggered, my hands start to shake. My heart starts to beat more rapidly. Like I have a physical response to the flood of emotions. None of that happened. I was able to observe myself in that moment. None of that happened. So that was a huge point where I could see my my forward progress in this. And then I told my kids, hey, we need to order quickly because there's other people that need to order behind us. Mind you, there hadn't been anyone behind us before that question was asked because I was keeping an eye on that. And so... We placed our order. We went to the window. I did not feel at the window where I was going to pay. I didn't feel like I needed to say anything further. And there was no agitation in me. I felt calm and collected. I also was proud of myself that I hadn't just suppressed the way I felt, left the drive-thru, and then been fuming within myself. You know that feeling when you're like done and you never said what you wanted to say, but you're still annoyed and frustrated? I actually expressed myself and moved on. So that's an example where I was triggered, but I didn't react in the same way. Now, also knowing that next, uh, there will be a point in my life where someone can say to me, are you ready yet? Not that she said it in that tone. She she didn't say it in any sort of tone. But they could ask me if I'm ready and I'm going to be able to just say, no, I'm not ready yet. Like I can see I'm going to get to that point. I'm not there yet and I'm okay with that. So I'm just telling you that I hope it makes sense where you can get to a place where you're still affected by what somebody does or says, but your response isn't as big as it used to be. And have compassion on yourself when your response is big. There's a reason you have a big response. There is a reason. Whether it's your child self feeling a certain way, it is okay to have big responses. So Evan, thanks for listening as I'm rambling here. But how is it for you in our relationship or in other relationships when you feel triggered? Yeah, I think I would agree with you that um, the trigger is not so much the issue. Mm -hmm. Um, It it kind of it kind of screams out. There's a problem here, right? Mm. Um, And good thing you're alive because you can have a reaction you can have a response to it and it may not be um like it may be inflated like you said um but again it just speaks to the to the fact that there yeah there's a major major issue there's things there that haven't been healed Mm -hmm. um and i think as you as you touch those things the um the traumatic response gets less and less right touch those Um, touch those things as in as you um, begin to get healing, as you okay. yeah, s- yeah. things start to um, get the attention and the care and mm. the nurture that they need mm. so that they can be resolved, basically, that they can 
come into alignment with who you are mm-hmm. and um, where you are as well. So, um, yeah, I think I think of times it could be something as simple as um, you walking out the door and the door closing, and all of a sudden I feel really alone. Um, as if the things that I have to do in the next little bit, big or small, just feel like overwhelming. And um, I want, it's like a feeling of escape. I'm just giving an example of a, mm-hmm. a time where I'm triggered. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to escape. I want to, I'm not comfortable in my body. Um, yeah. And like I said before, to me, it's not, you can always try to avoid the symptoms. And I think a lot of our, say, say medication or um, our, the habits, our go-tos kind of deal with the symptoms of what, what, what we're experiencing. So the trigger would be the symptom, but the real issue is, is way beneath that, right? Mm. Like um, I'm having a traumatic response to times experience I had where I felt alone and I didn't have comfort and nurture and I, I didn't ever have it resolved. Right. And I've created a lot of habits and thought process around that. So that when something as simple as being apart from somebody that I love for a little bit or somebody who's pretty significant in my life mm-hmm. happens, I'm just like, Oh man, like, I don't know if I can handle this. And it's it's not it's, most of the time it's not even conscious. It's very subconscious. Yeah. And when I hear you say that, though, when I hear you say that, I am actually seeing this image of a little boy. So, do you feel like it's your adult self or your inner child who's feeling that way when I leave, and that feeling of I don't want to be alone? Oh, probably my inner child. Yeah. Okay. So then not to veer too much off course, but when it comes to a feeling we have that is actually our child self feeling that way, like when I talked about feeling like I couldn't regulate my emotions when my parent wasn't regulating their emotions and the room fell out of control. Or for Evan, I walk out the house, he feels alone and that makes him feel would you say nervous, scared? What 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 do you feel when I walk out the house? Yeah, maybe anxious. Um, would be the best way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So w- with the recognition that it's actually our past self feeling that way, not saying we're not presently feeling it, but it's rooted in that that child self having felt that way repeatedly during lifetime, then it makes the present day emotions feel even more intense. They're intensified because it is a little kid feeling that way and we have felt that way in our body time and time and time again. Mm -hmm. So in that moment, what I do for myself. If I can, if I'm aware, I mean, I did it for myself today. I could tell I was in an emotional flashback. I knew that the way I felt overwhelmed by doing little tasks was rooted in 
times when I was younger and again, did not have the co-regulation of someone helping me to be able to just know how to manage myself through my days. And so I recognized that it was my inner child feeling scared and overwhelmed. And so I let her know, said, Corrine, you are safe. Little Corrine, you are safe with me. I will always be here for you. I love who you are. I love who you are. I like who you are. And instead of turning in to the coffee shop I was going to, I drove around the block and I just continued speaking to my inner child, nurturing that younger part of myself and affirming what she needed to know, what I needed to know. And it's not that I am not her, but I'm trying to integrate myself fully back into my body. So there's the past version of myself that was so used to feeling out of control in my body that even though now I might say I'm comfortable within my body, there's times when I'm flashing back and I need to help my whole self integrate together. So I'm going to let it go back to let you continue what you were saying, but I just wanted to interject that, that there are times when it's actually our inner child trying to get our attention to let us know that he or she feels alone, scared, incapable, overwhelmed. And we, as the adult version of ourselves, are able to reparent or self-parent ourselves. And that makes a world of difference for how we can feel within our body. It's time for a sale. Buy one, get one. Go ahead to changeradically.com or link in the show notes to my website and book now. If you schedule a session, you're going to get complimentary access to a second session. That's at no charge to you. So get two sessions for the price of one. You don't want to miss this deal. It's time sensitive, so do it today. Um, so what have you found? How have you found? What have you done to help yourself as I'm leaving and as you're feeling that sort of way to be able to walk through those hours when I'm not here, not numbing out, but choosing the way you want to go through that time? What have you found helpful? Um, I guess um, I'm still trying new things, but yeah. some of the things that have um, been effective is like making a a radical change to what I normally would do. Um, that's funny, radical change. I just said that. Um, <laughs> I thought you said it purposely. No. <laughs> nope. Um, so if my normal response would be to sit down and think, then I would actually go for a run, you know? Or if my normal response would be to, um, you know, maybe veg out on my phone, then I would go and create something or um, play a game with the kids or just do something out of the norm mm -hmm. um, to break um, the pattern yes. that I get. I get stuck in um, conversations with people about what is happening in my body in that moment is also 
like really helpful. Um, like what I'm feeling to actually vocalize it mm-hmm. and um, to like describe it and try to uh, try to discover a little bit more about the unseen me that's experiencing a lot in that moment and often gets ignored or um, has to just walk through something the way they he's always been taught to walk through it or learn to walk through it. Um, honestly, having somebody um, uh, even pray for me in that moment has been really effective. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of self um, or conversations with myself, I guess, um, re- like the reassurance and um, nurture as much as I know how. Um, just a reminder of myself, reminding myself like who I am and where I am and how I am, like truth, truthfully, not so much of what it feels like, but the actual reality of where I'm at in that moment. Um, yeah, those have been really, really effective. You have another thought? Um, I think maybe in all that is kind of touched on it, but but actually knowing that I'm safe and I'm loved, I'm cared for, the where is like where I am in that moment and safety is super significant because everything about how I feel says the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, so trying to grab hold of that fact is like super significant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Evan brought up a good point. So if you're not in a place yet where you feel like you can connect to your inner child, your past self, where you don't feel like you love that version of yourself yet, then just making the affirmative statements, I am safe right now. Like if you're in a situation where you feel out of control within your body, but actually if you look at the room around you, everything is is okay, then you can say to yourself, I'm safe right now. And you can focus on an object in the room, describe it to yourself, feel it, feel the ground beneath you, help to reintegrate yourself with present reality. And once you get to the place where you actually love and accept the younger version of yourself, you can speak kindly to the your inner child. But you don't have to be there yet. Like Evan said, there's a way to help yourself out no matter where you are in the, where you're at in this process and reaching out to somebody else who you know cares about you. And you don't have to tell them everything that's going on, but just reaching out to them and saying, "Hey, I just need some support, some support right now" or whatever it is that you know will be a way to bring someone else into the space and what you're feeling in that moment can be really helpful and beneficial. And in the long term, it's going to help you to know you're not alone in this process and this journey because that's likely a big part of the struggle is that some piece of us, what I shared about me, what Evan shared about about himself, and what many other people share with me 
it is that we each have felt isolated and alone in our own sort of way. So we learned how to cope through that. We were just trying to make it through. We were just trying to survive. But now it's time to let ourselves know that we're not alone in this in this life. That the point is to be able to have community, have support, have other people loving us through life. So whether that's one good friend you have, whether that's reaching out to me, whatever it is for you, I'm encouraging you to do it and to help yourself out in whatever, wherever you find yourself by actively seeking out the loving support that is available to you. So we're going to wrap up today's conversation. I'm going to continue speaking more on being triggered in the next episode. But for right now, I just want to see if you have anything else you want to say. Um, I think hugs are pretty significant too. (laughs) (laughs) If you, uh, if you could find one anyway, in that moment, and that just might be for me, but I'm just, I'm remembering that, that hugs have definitely helped even me just hugging someone, not even someone necessarily hugging me (laughs) like my, like my son or my daughter. Hey, can I have a hug? And like, just anyway. Yeah, I think touch is good, you know, human touch. Yes, and safe, healthy touch that's comfortable to you is really important. And even hugging yourself, there's times I wrap Mm -hmm. my arms around myself Mm -hmm. and it just is that warm embrace. It's that way of saying you're not alone. And it's what each of us needed a lot more of when we were kids. I don't know your life story, but I know enough to know that all people, like we just all need even more affection than we probably received. And so, yeah, that's a great point. There's oftentimes in the day where I'll say to Evan, can I just have a hug? And it doesn't make everything change. It doesn't make everything better, but it helps. It helps a little. And that's what we're trying to say. Do what you can to help yourself out. Mm-hmm. And remember, getting triggered is not the problem. Like Evan said, there's a reason you're being triggered. There's a reason you feel big emotions in that moment. When to the next person, they might say, what was that about? Well, to you, there was a reason for it, a real reason. So you can start to uncover what the real reason is, or if that is too overwhelming or scary, then don't do it by yourself. Reach out to a safe person. Reach out to me, someone else that you know and trust. That it's it's not always going to be as hard as it is right now. It doesn't always have to be as hard as it is right now. Here we are. We've made it to the end. What'd you think about what you heard today? Is there something you heard that you know you need to take action on? I'm one of those people who loves to not just sit and hear something, but to sit in here and then go ahead and start implementing, taking action on what I hear, what was stirred up in me. And I encourage you to do the same. If you enjoyed today's episode, or perhaps you heard an episode in the past that really stuck with you, would you go ahead and share that with some of your friends and your family? It would mean so much to me. And also, if you wanna connect with me, 
Remember, you can always find me throughout the week on Instagram. I'm Kareen underscore Change Radically. Or you can email me anytime, Kareen at ChangeRadically.com. I'd love to be in touch. And if there's any way that I can help you, please seek me out. Until we speak again next week, I hope that you will remember in the moments that are loud and busy and in the moments that are quiet and still, that who you are is super important. You are valuable. And I am so glad that you're alive.